0: Hey, everyone. Welcome to Kill Me Now with Judy Gold. I am your host, Judy Gold. And this week we have part two of my interview at the Provincetown Film Festival with Megan Stalter and Julio Torres. And I just want to say that I know uh, there were some audio issues. So if it came out only uh, out of only one speaker, that is because it was recorded live, and I don't know who recorded it, but, you know, it is what it is, and I hope it didn't bother you people, and that you enjoyed it, and part is really good. So, I hope you enjoy it. Um If you hear an echo while I'm talking, it's because I am recording my intro and my outro from Montreal, Canada. I am at a, a friend's apartment because I cannot deal with hotels anymore, although I do have a hotel room, which I um, do go to, but um, I have been uh, at a friend's apartment and it's such a different experience because let me tell you something about this Montreal Comedy Festival, which I will be ranting about next week, Uh, but it is the biggest comedy festival in the entire world and comics from all over the world come and producers and managers and agents, and it's just full of the comedy industry. And when you're in a hotel full of people you work with and you get up in the morning and you want to go, you know, get a cup of coffee and just be alone and you get in the elevator and there's like five people who you know and you um, have to say hello to, not my thing. That is when I want to kill myself. So that is a kill me now, a major kill me now moment uh, for me. So I, I am in a good headspace because I'm at my friend Paige and Tatiana upstairs apartment. And they're lovely people and I love them and um, they're very hospitable. And um, yeah, so that's that's what I'm doing. That's where I am. So, uh, it's been great. I'm going to talk about all my shows. I've been doing a bunch of shows. I feel old. I am old and I have a bunch more shows to do this week. And then Sunday, Sunday, the 30th, I'm back in P town till the end of the summer till September 3rd. And then again, in October. So check, check it out. Because if you are on the Cape or near the Cape or, Whatever, just come see me in Providence. Town it's the greatest. Um, I'm there Sundays, Tuesdays, and Thursdays. Sundays and Tuesdays at eight thirty, and then Thursdays at seven at the Post Office Cafe and Cabaret. Okay, so let's. That's out of the way. I drove. By the way, I drove to Montreal, and it is an amazing drive. It is a beautiful drive. Like the last three hours ish. Are such a nice drive, you know, so you have to go through the customs area, but you're in your car, whatever it's called, the port of entry. And so I have global entry. So I thought, oh, I'm going to go in the express nexus lane. So I go and there's all these, you know, all the other lanes are completely, you know, million cars in the lanes, but I'm like, I got global entry. So I drive up to the nexus lane and uh i give the guy my card and he's like no no you can't no and then i had to back up do you know how fucking embarrassing that is that i had to back up out of that lane all those cars like were like in their car i could see people like looking at me and laughing and i just wanted to get out of the car and go you know what you. Fuck all of you. Like you've never made a fucking mistake in your life. Okay. So I'm backing up. And of course it doesn't go straight. And then I have to go forward and then I got to go back and then I got to get in the lane. And I just fucking, you know, I'm in my car. So I'm a little bit shielded, but in my head, everyone was like in their car going, Oh my God, look at, she is such an idiot asshole. What a dumb bitch. That's what I thought. That is exactly what I thought, which is not normal, but am I normal? No. So that was my uh, one mistake. And then the guy said to me, oh, but you can use it on the way out of Canada. And I was like, great. And then I was talking to Alonzo Bowden, another comedian here who's very funny and smart and is always on, wait, wait, don't tell me. And he's going to be on the podcast soon. Anyway, so He said, no, you can't. You have to have Nexus. You can't have Global Entry. What the fuck? How many fucking things do I need? I have my passport. I have my fucking passport card. I have my Global Entry. I have my TSA premenstrual. How much more do I need? I just don't want to fucking wait online. You know what I mean? Everything's so fucking hard. So anyway, I'm going to talk about my drive back next week. And I'm sure that'll be fun and full of adventure, but, um, I've got a lot more shows and I have been posting a lot on Instagram. I'm here with Zarna Garg, who is like huge on the socials and she is helping me and making videos. And, you know, I see how everyone gets these huge audiences and become really famous from the social media, but frankly, I'm 60 and I can't like constantly, be making videos because I, I, I there I couldn't survive. So yeah, I, I know that that's what I should do or could do, but I'd rather read a book and be with my family, and write jokes and play tennis. And so I'm giving up the fame and fortune. I'm giving up the fame and fortune uh, for my mental health because I can't with the constant posting. But God bless all those people who post and then sell out huge theaters. <laughs> anyway, no, I'm I'm fine. But so that's what's going on with me this week. I also want to say the oh, my phone thing is on. This guy, this murderer guy, Gigla what is it? Gil Joe, Gilglo, Gil, Killer. What the fuck? At a mental case. Did you see the video? There's a video someone made him in his office talking about, you know, building shit, you know, building codes and stuff like that in New York. What a monster. And then the family's like, we had no idea and we hate him. Uh, How? Oh, my God. How does this happen? How does this happen? So anyway, that that guy grosses me out, and I can't believe. Well, I'm glad they found him, but just think about it: if your husband or wife was a serial killer, don't you think you'd figure it out? Don't you think you'd be like, okay, something's going on. Um, something's like, don't you go in the basement or the little. Weird areas of your house, like seriously. Whatever, those kids will never have a life now because their father's a fucking asshole. Oh God, what else? Marjorie Taylor Greene's a cunt. Um, I can't believe Ron DeSantis and the educational system in Florida—abhorrent. Okay, that they said that that slaves. Learn. There was was a good part of slavery that they learned skills that helped them. Are you fucking crazy? Motherfuckers. But that's the United States of America. But right now I'm in Canada, so, you know, people are in a good mood. They're polite. They have health care. They don't have to worry about that. They're, like, nice to you when you walk down the street. But they do, like, when you do walk in... A store or something, and you say, they say, bonjour. And then I'm like, hi, I speak English. And then they're like, oh, you're a loser. Yeah, that's what it feels like that they're like, oh, okay, whatever. But the food is really good here, too. And um, yeah, that's it. I don't know. Uh, I'll have much more to say next week, but. Um, I really hope uh, you can overcome whatever sound issues there are and enjoy it because I really enjoyed the second part of this interview and I think you will too. And, you know, they're funny and they're young and they give me hope for the future of comedy and um, go see Julio's movie Problemista because it's great. And Megan's also in a movie, Corabora, which is great. So, you know but i i didn't see barbie yet and i didn't see oppenheimer yet but i want to see both of them i want to see both of them and they're both Jewy. okay they're both Jewy. cuz the woman who created barbie jew oppenheimer jew okay so um all right that's it for me for my opening right now for i have to i don't know what i have to do i have to go get a glass of water but i hope sit back please relax and enjoy part 2 of my interview with julio torres and Megan Stalter. Megan, I think you are the definition of an overnight success. Not, not that you didn't work hard, but your first time ever on a set was on hacks. Um, Wait, is that true? Yes. That's crazy. What, how am I answering? Yes, it's true.
1: You know, my you know, we always make our own stuff, but that was my first like t- yeah, like re- like T V like real set and it was like during COVID, so I been see them for weeks and talk way too many people when it was really scary.
0: And and the part was essentially written for you?
1: Well, you know, they had they they had the character of being like hey, who you want the status assistant, but um I think like we talked about it and like they definitely when they were considering me I mean you know, my friend Kathy, gave like sent me a screenshot of like in the script except like big like, Meg you know, like so it was like a mentally they started thinking of me and started adding stuff for me, but I think there was always gonna be okay, well, if someone, you know, shot me in the head, they definitely would find her <laughs> And the people did audition. So I I mean I was especially scared because it's like I would be a little embarrassed if someone's like, Hey, I got that part that's like that was like think Megan her and then I so then have Oh
2: oh, oh
0: a uh, that,
1: <laughs> you know, that happens. That has happened. Right? Yeah. Happen. So oh, so really, so that happened. So I think that happened cool. hey. for
0: me. Yeah. It's, it's awful. It is yeah. so awful. Yeah. awful. Yeah. It yeah.
1: definitely was a possibility. It's you know yeah. it takes a lot of like okay, well we're still like coming to the rest of the cast and so it's like we still love her for the part but, you know, it's it is scary thinking someone's sort of <laughs> like writing for you but like Kind of in
0: your voice, but... It's harder, though. Yeah. Don't you think you I mean, I think it's more pressure when you go in, and be it's like, well, good. be you. And it's like, I am. Well, the tape yeah. I
1: said, it's horrible. It, I found it recently, and it's, like, really badly shot. Like, it's, like, blurry, and I'm not... I don't have, like, my hair brushed. I think it, it might have added to, like, yeah, Camilo you know, would audition like this. Right. Maybe, and then um, me and Paul luckily, like, met on a stand-up like, it off. I think that helped.
2: Right. Yeah, I was going to say, like, it helps <laughs> when the creators of the show are very in control of the show that they're making. And it's not, it's not just going to, like, a panel of executives ducking up at the tape. But it's, like, yes. like people because in most of spookies, it's just, like, yeah, we wrote for friends. And then we just asked them to be in without, without the, like. Well,
0: see, like, sen- yeah, no, we just yeah, like- yeah, right. Julio, you have said that people have less patience for nuance now than they did before. And you are the most nuanced person, uh, performer, I know. So where do you think that 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 idea, you know, that people can't deal with controversy or nuance? Oh, well, and, I, and do you feel that that's in your art or you're feeling that in your... Art? I, think, I think what I mean is,
2: uh, I think what I when I say that is that uh, there's sort of because everything is so tense right now and there's a lot of really scary things going on and we have the the, the ambient like the world is ending uh, so I feel like that creates the sure. broader movie site, right? Where it's like truly superhero in fiction, right? Right. and villain, right? Where like superhero American flag So I feel like people are during moments of distress feel like uncomfortable by uh, like moral ambiguity. Yeah. Which is part of the reason why I really, really love the last I saw rotting in the sun. Which is like yeah it's
0: said that comedians are now and i really want your opinion on this are now treating audiences as children yeah i just never heard it put that way and it is so exactly on point yeah every like
2: i i don't like okay so i wrote a, uh, you mentioned the children's book there, right yeah when I, when I was writing it i was like okay you 'Cause that is the whole point of a children's book, right? Like you do want to bestow some kind of morality into the the reader, but and like,
0: just to say that it's about a plunger who wants to be a vase.
2: Yeah, okay. Yeah. But when I see it happening with, with adults that like it's like, why is everything like a little after school cycle? Right. About like Day, like and then just everyone every line is so manicured to make sure that it passed the morality test uh in a way that i'm like just, i don't know like yeah. it, it feels like uh again like the polar opposite of what, like the writing in the sun <laughs> interested yeah. right it's like yeah everything has to just like be so i feel like it used to be that like like the the the, uh, the phrase like sex sells was such like, a, a, a thing for a while, and everyone had to be sexy. Mm-hmm. And then like the mean was a way of getting famous. Uh, and now it's like everyone has to be like, yeah, yeah. There's like there's a uh, uh,
0: world. Just reading what you're doing. Are you okay? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I,
1: too, I mean, yeah, I mean, I've had handwritten, like, postcards sent to my house about how they hated my special, like,
2: no. my set
1: that they saw on YouTube. Like, I, I fully got someone that found my address and sent me a full letter about how they hated it because they thought I was being serious. And um my thing is, like, I've always known that, like, Okay, I'm not everyone's cup of tea, and I would rather, like, these people really get my thing and, like, connect to me than, like, have, and, like, be a more, um like, digestible comedian yeah. that, like, it, you know, I'm not, like, trying Don't to do, do it. like, Dave Cook. Well, I know I'm, like, him out Well, but I mean, like, when Dave Cook was really huge, you know, he did better. So that that <laughs> he's also getting next next weight or... Okay, or wait, he's
2: not here. <laughs> Ashley,
0: like, do you wanna... He's in the yeah.
1: back like, hey! Yeah. But like, okay. I lo- I lo- hey! When, he, when I was younger, I was like, Dave Cook is really hot. And, like, remember that big special he did with the arena? Like, everyone loved him, and it's so, like, mainstream. And I never, ever, my goal is never to have that. Like, I've i always just been like, I'm so in love with performing. Let me have the camera after my mom does her, like, you know, eating disorder Mar- pledge. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, uh, I've she still doing the eating disorder <laughs> know that I'm not like I know that some people walk away and they're like, "Who's that crazy bitch?" Like, or oh, was she serious? I mean, I harass people in my shows and like not in a dangerous way, but like you know, I pick on people and I mean, and i you know also nice and flirty. Like I. <laughs> not the a tagline for the nice, special. So I am mean, nice
2: but
1: I am also nice and flirty. <laughs> That's a great name of a special. Yeah. The mean, sometimes I nice and flirty cool nice way. I cool way, yeah. And I know when the, <laughs> the titles are so long. I'm not. Any, everyone's come to tea, but I'd rather be this <laughs> But, yeah, I've never, like, I just love doing comedy, and I just know that not everyone gets me. And some people have said, like, it's fun watching shows where, like, half people get you, and they slowly get it. Right. You know, it's, like, part of the experience. Like, I don't need everyone to walk away, like, under six, like... Like,
0: that is such a gift. I don't think you realize that that is such a gift. Yeah. Because most comedians are like, you know, I know if one person isn't laughing. That's what I focus on. In the audience, the one miserable person. Everyone else could be hysterical, and there's one fucking Fabissina person, and I'm like, oh my god, I'm like, all night, what did I do wrong? What did I do wrong? And I just love that. I that think you I'm have like really strange,
1: because I think I'm extremely nervous and confident at the same time, and right. I'm extremely wants everyone to love me, but I don't care what everyone thinks of me at the same time And I don't really know how that works out. I love it. Sorry, I, I didn't love it. To, oh, no, no, but no, but I love that. that. But I don't know why, I don't know like how those things can be true, but they are for me all the time. Like I feel like I'm the most nervous, confident person. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the most, like, oh, I, I care what everyone's, I I care so much about other people's feelings and extremely so interests, and I also at the same time, I'm like, I don't care if someone like
0: I should look a different way. Like I don't care what they think. I I hate to um, I hate to quote my high school yearbook, but don't ever change. I'm not kidding because that that is something the business could really fuck with your head in that way, you know. And I, I keep that keep that dichotomy because it is it's working and it's it's brilliant because you are you are vulnerable. Yet confident and that's that, you know, caustic kind of vulnerability is, is the ticket. You, really hey you know, one of my favorite things in life, if not my most favorite thing in life, which yeah, it's arguably my most favorite thing in life besides my kids and dot com slash Judy Gold50. J U D Y G O L D 50 J-U-D-Y-G-O-L-D 50. Five zero. Okay. Judy Gold50. And use code J U D Y G O L D 50. judygold Gold50 to get 50% off. That's code Judy Gold50 at factormeals.com slash Judy Gold50 and get 50% off. It's worth it. You're welcome. 40 fucking years. I, I'm worried about the future of comedy and, and, and censorship and this idea that, you know, we can't say this word and we can't say, you know, and, and the fact that intent is never taken, you know, people don't, it's all what, the, oh, I that affected me this way and that's all there is. And it's not. It's what's, what's the artist's intent. So are, are, are there of you worried about the future of you know, comedy in film and in TV, and you know, on stage. I think some of it. I think I do
2: worry about the future of comedy because I, I am like, sort of like slowly waking up to that, but in a different way. Not so much the content that, that is made, but the, the sort of like the business side of it, the the, the like imagination side of it felt like when like doing comedy online was and like YouTube and like YouTube and all these things was like a way out of the the monolith of, of like uh, I mean, you see a CBS and NBC and all those things. And then it's like now we're coming to like oh now all the streamers are sort of becoming like very like sanitized and very like network and it doesn't feel like little by little it feels like they're more and more risk averse and it feels like, oh yeah, it's like I'm watching this on Netflix but it feels like it could have been like an ABC so, and so then it's like so where are the next Julio's and going to go? <laughs> yeah, I don't know like this whole like because um, now we're essentially all looking for tech companies, so I do wonder what that'll mean for for more nuanced,
1: interesting, interesting work. It is, like, really strange and interesting seeing, like, even, like, going to the movies, like, like, people don't go to the movies as much, and, like, that's kind of strange, like, you know, especially for someone who's always wanted to be an actor and, and like, loved going to the movies, and then all of a sudden you'd be like, oh, every time we go to the movies there's, like, two people in the audience, and it's like, you know, we get news that, like, most movies we were making are going to the theaters and but I think like there's more for me there's more things to worry about it's more of like I worry about people in general and for comedy and art I always go we're always going to have amazing things and we're always going to have bad things made and like it's hard to get anything made and it's always been that way and I feel like it's all constantly evolving it's like we didn't know what TikTok was like but it have it, and then now all of a sudden we're all on it and making stuff for TikTok. Like, but yeah, I mean, it definitely is like oversaturated. And like, it is scary. But that's why coming to like film festivals and seeing like what people are making and scraping up the money to do, it's like, oh my god, we're like people are so
0: talented and it's really inspiring. Can Can you tell us uh, a little about Corabora?
1: So, Cora, Cora is about um, sort of a bad musician who has gone through some traumatic stuff that it won't reveal, who's in an open relationship with someone who lives in Portland, uh, and she's kind of struggling, she lives in LA, and she basically goes to visit her um, girlfriend because she knows that she has like, a new girlfriend. And so, um, Cora is like this person who is kind of a brat, and like, she's... Bitchy, but, like, it's because she's so in so much pain, and she just wants to be loved. And, um, our director, Hanna, this is the most incredible person, and I don't know her her, She wrote me a beautiful letter, and sent me this script, and I was like, this is just so special. It's, um, very earnest. But also, it's really funny that that's
0: the job, and,
1: oh, thank you. That's uh, so funny, and the songs are fucking hilarious,
0: <laughs> and you're so damn good. Oh, thank you. That means a lot to me, coming from you.
1: I, I wasn't saying I was funny but
0: the strip was
2: How funny, funny you were, but you were, you were you really no you are very 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 yeah. funny I saw, I saw it like two nights ago and it's very um, it's a key for our mixed audience I feel go like yeah fringy uh, like oh honey yeah. <laughs> yeah just um and it's, like, a, it's you're a so invested ways. yeah you're it's so very, invested it's very uh uh it's very soma player yeah. it's very uh uh which is my my, my favorite like they slightly taste the greater opportunity Emma uh, Harris. Yeah, it's, yeah, she's just so, like, oh, sweetie.
1: <laughs> she's, like, very, she's, like, a mess that she's, she's saying, like, there's, she'll be, like, oh, yeah, I guess we'll hang out if I'm bored. Like, she says that she's like, and yeah. she's, but she's trying like, she's trying. it's all she wants is love, but she keeps messing it up, and... It's incredibly, it's very, it's like the most insane I mean. of Um but it's also very like me and proud, too, That the script's amazing. It just, there's so many amazing like queer women that worked on it. We all just were walking around like holding hands all day. like, it was really, and um, I learned a little guitar for it, but they didn't have to fix some of the guitar.
2: <laughs> they like CGI somebody else's like hands.
1: Being like amazing. <laughs>
0: Julio, probably so, which your characters just, I mean, you just want to hug back. I mean, yeah. I mean, it's amazing. Amazing.
2: Uh, yeah, it's a uh, semi-autobiographical uh, surrealist take up getting no a work piece.
0: Yeah. And it's so damn good. And, and, and you know, you did work. Around. John Hellicker?
2: Yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, was, it was based around the time that I I was trying to get a uh, a work visa. I, I have so many different kinds of visas, but when I was trying to get a work visa, maybe it, was, maybe it would be a trilogy. Uh, yeah. okay. <laughs> uh, and, then like, and then I like, why did you do tourist visa? Yeah. It was like, oh, you want to go to plays the, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I really, really want, my dream is for this character in the movie to become the next Megan. By Megan, I mean the, 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 like, the the, the killer robot that the queer community (laughs) (laughs) embrace. You know what I mean? It's like, it's a queer
1: icon, I guess.
2: Yeah. Uh, Up there with, like, (laughs) <laughs> yeah she she basically Tilda's character is this completely unhinged art lady who like, has like half to freaked out every time she can remember her password uh and she just she's just like always carrying around like four iPhone chargers and then like, uh, and she just always so and you so
0: can't mad. even believe that's her in in the film you know? I
2: mean I, Tilda is a change yeah,
0: yeah 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 for your queer representation. Um, seriously, it's been a long road uh, to, to making these kinds, you know, kinds of films where we are represented. Wait,
2: Meg is in the movie too.
1: Oh, well, I was going to say the. Um, oh, your yeah. movie is so incredibly special, and everyone was like sobbing by the end, but it was so funny, and special. But I will say my scene in it. Is um, the best Remember theme. when I was running late in New York to a film it that day? No. Oh. Good, because I always feel bad about it, because I was really late, because I couldn't find it. I was like, I, I think I went to the wrong address, but um, I have, like, some messy hair in the movie, because they were, like, luckily the messy hair I came, like, worked,
0: because I was really late. Yeah, you had messy hair in your hacks audition. You yeah. should just not wash your <laughs>
2: hair I, I, ever
0: I, I, again. Yeah. It was a messy mother. Your,
2: your, your, your heartiness did not uh, come
1: up. <laughs> okay, good. I'm like, if yeah. you were. Yeah. So vet, you know, yeah, was just like, She was the
2: uh, I wonder if Judy's gonna bring out the
1: That like children in a good way, like in a spoiled way. Like they'll they'll be like, "Do you need an apple juice?" You know, like they're very like, you know, "Oh God, you're cold," and they're like chasing you with a big coat. Um, so my experience, honestly, my experience is that they, it's I I'm like I love it. <laughs> um, no, but they really take like for me as an actor, I pull back because people are always trying to bring me snacks, and um, I'm always like, "I don't, you don't need to do that." But um, we just filmed a short, but um, it was so amazing and so fun. And um, someone was trying kept holding my tea all day, and it kept being like, "You don't need to. You don't. I, it's okay." <laughs> like everyone is so like they were holding my tea for hours, and like you really could just sit down. I swear, like I don't want you to have to do that. But um, I guess for me, I haven't only been able to be hired.
0: <laughs> I can I have, tell you, it's changed the fucking
1: yeah, but I'm
0: not sure because I have, I'm so new to... Well, I, I was on um, Margaret Cho's sitcom um, in 1994, All-American Girl, and thank you. It was the most poorly written show in the history of network television. Anyway, but I, I'm gay, and uh, everyone knew except Jody Long, who played the mother, didn't know... I, you, know we, it wasn't, you know, BB and I were not, like, broadcasting our gayness. I would mention my ex. I would say, Oh, Sharon's coming to visit or something. And Jody Long would always be like, Who's Sharon? Who's Sharon? And we ended up that was her that became her name. Who's Sharon? So Sharon was named Who's for about two years. Because yeah, we really had to sort of keep the, the gay thing quiet. And especially with the network. They never wanted that information out, you know? And we didn't but we didn't have the intranet. So now they, don't they sort of tell you what to... Well,
1: I was going to say, I can not even imagine what that would be like. I'm so sorry that it was like that, because it's like, if anything, now it almost feels like they're like, put on this rainbow scarf. You know, they're they're like, slay the house down, queen, get in here, we're doing a promo video. It's like, they're like, yes, a bisexual, and like, so it's almost like they're...
0: Like if you're not, (laughs) yeah.
1: (laughs) Which also doesn't always feel amazing to be like... um, you know, you, you, like, to have a company, of course, there's, like, all those videos looking fun, corporations being, like, pride of, you know, them using us. Yeah, yours hilarious. So, yeah, fancy. Okay. <laughs> <Okay. laughs> but I'm like, that also, doesn't that feel kind of sometimes, not, I mean, it doesn't compare. I would take this and put on a big rainbow like, costume and do a bunch of TikTok videos for them over not being able to acknowledge who I am. Right. You know what I mean? But I'm, but it is like
0: they definitely get accepted. That's I feel like why your representation it. is so important and
2: honesty. The whole like uh, representation conversation is like that's sort of like when we talk about the the mainstream because they're you know queer cinema is a thing forever, right? It's like but it's because you're like your your Walker Wise, you're dumb Waters, your Pedro or something like. Doing it for so long that now the mainstream is like, oh wait, what was going on over there? Uh, and and now they're like, oh okay. And then I feel like for a while, mainstream things such as a, a sitcom had to do so much heavy lifting in like explaining queerness yeah. uh, to and a broader audience, it
0: and presenting it in a very this, sanitized yeah. way, and all
2: these things. And like now, I feel like we're getting to a point where like. I have a movie where my character is gay amongst the other things, and that's like sort of like, yeah, it's like this. I kiss a man for a split in the trailer. Which is like, yeah, it's. You don't have to like, be like, and gay means.
0: Right, right. <laughs> and we're just like you, you know? Okay, go ahead. Your movie, who are we casting? Who are we casting? Okay.
1: Um, well, I think for first of all, that was a really amazing question and I think that the first person I would cast would be Florence Pugh to play my lover and there would be um, and then the other person is um, Kristen Stewart and they're both fighting over me.
0: <laughs> I love that. Can I be the therapist or something? Or the domestic, uh, officer, the, you know, the officer that comes to the door, the, yeah, whatever. Okay. Yeah,
2: hello, I am the officer that comes to the door. <laughs> What's going on here? Okay. Uh, uh, who um, okay, well, okay, so in this movie we already have a lock triangle, and we already have a therapist or a, a social worker? Well,
0: I, you know, I got, <laughs> I got more considered. than a master's degree, okay, I am can um dispense medication so okay. Okay. yeah
2: so maybe um uh i would have as like living above you uh maybe like grace jones lives above you <laughs> uh and she's like what are these girls fighting about uh and it's you uh Maybe maybe another Houston is your partner.
0: Oh, that's good. Yeah. I like that.
2: Yeah. Great. Okay. I, uh, that's Who's an writing this thing?
0: Oh, Leo. I'll start a Google doc. Okay, thank yeah. you. I really love together. that question, by the
2: way. Thank you. I think I think it, I think the title has to be the name of the building. My character? Yeah, he's the police officer. I'm the police. Oh, I'm, sorry. I'm the police. Why am I a cop? No, uh, you can be
0: the landlord.
2: I can. Uh, or or the super. God. Oh my god! This casting, you can be top or landlord. All right. Sorry. <laughs> um, no, I'm. Uh, what? What am I? <laughs>
0: yeah. Landlord. You can be the doorbell yeah. or that's yeah. A, that,
2: yeah. That's a. Yeah. That's a. That's a. That's a CBS show I've never heard of. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> all right you know i grew up in a different era all right um uh, one more
2: yeah wait who would you cast
0: you didn't say oh i just thought i was just uh no, extra no, no, no. as i've been two. my entire career um no, casting who would i cast in my movie of i need gays right um they're probably all dead uh we can, we can see either always had a little bit of a crush on Emma Thompson. When she... So I would be in a relationship with her. Um,
2: Another love triangle.
0: We could do that, yeah. Or is it like the
2: hours, like three different eras?
0: Oh, I like that too.
2: (laughs) me plays the, the young oh, man. yeah.
0: <laughs>
1: that you, to clarify, you're saying you want to have inseparable confidence or you don't want to. I'm going to say if you're saying it's a bad thing, I do think I have I do think I have that disorder, inseparable confidence which I think is so, I think it's really good so I think you should like do whatever you can to keep it because it's so much more fun to have that than not and I don't want to lose whatever disorder I have but that brings me that You know what, I think like I have enough what has saved me is that I know that my family and friends and God is the most, the only thing that matters and myself and everyone being okay and loved. And that being famous and having money and all of that, those things never have appealed to me. Like, I really think it's extremely dangerous to go after that stuff. And I think I have enough delusion that got me here where I'm like, if someone does like my stand-up, like, they just don't get it. You know, when I started, I was really, really bad, but I actually thought I was really good. And I don't think that that was harmful to me. I actually think that was helpful to be able to live in Chicago and do whatever I wanted and think if I had a bad show that it's like, I actually think some of the funniest shows have been like, no one's laughing except for like two of my best friends in the back. Like it's it's so funny because they just don't get it. Like, it's just like we all, comedy is so subjective. There's, you know, there's people that love Dane Cook's stuff still.
0: Why are we bringing up Dane Cook? It's just bringing the level down
1: here.
2: I would also say uh, meet people that like doing similar things that you do, and like start building a community, and because then you can go to the shows together. You can like, because I feel like I really didn't hit a stride in comedy doing that, like, friends anyway. And then it's like, then you feel like you're a part of something, as opposed to just like, it to avoid.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think that's what I got from Chicago class. <laughs> so like, they thought the question was done, and then I said, "You guys, were like, oh, no, like meeting people, at, like standups, and that's when I felt like I got good was when I met like my friends in comedy, and we wrote stuff together, and like, it was encouraging to be like, okay, you, no, you, like, you're making me laugh so hard. Like, I was like at first, okay, I'm really bad, but I think it's funny. And then when I had friends being like we think you're funny too it helped me like actually um, know how to be funny on stage I feel like I was I always felt funny about on stage it's hard at first like, there's nothing like
0: the bonds comedians have with one another it's it is unlike it is not like anything I've ever seen thank you so much for listening to part two of my interview with Megan Stalter and Julio Torres how great was that at the Provincetown Film Festival it was a lot of fun Maybe you should take a trip next year and go to the festival. It's the Provincetown International Film Festival, by the way. But I hope it was okay and the audio was okay. And I love you for listening. Again, I am in Provincetown now from, let's see. uh, Well, I'm in Montreal right now for the rest of the week. I have two. If you're in, oh, if you're in the Montreal area and you are at the festival, I have a solo show. It's just Judy Gold. Um, I'm looking it up as we speak. It is on the 26th and the 27th. That's this third, No, Wednesday and Thursday. And I am doing a live episode, a live taping of Kill Me Now uh, in at the Ovation Room at the Doubletree Hotel, but let me, wait, I'm going to look at my link and I'm going to tell you where I am. And you're going to have to wait because everything's about me on this podcast. Okay, so let's go to, I'm going to my, there's a little link and then I can click on it. So Wednesday, July 26th, uh, 8.30, I'm at Salé-Claude-Levelier. Um, I don't even know what the fuck that is. But it is the Rue Saint- Catherine O. Montreal, 175 Rue Saint Catherine, but it's at the Sale, Salle, S A L L E, Claude, C L A U D E, dash, Le V E I L L E E. I have no French in me whatsoever. That is on Wednesday, July 26th. And then uh, at um, 7 o'clock, same uh, place on Thursday, and Ophira, the great Ophira Eisenberg, is opening for me for my um, solo show. So, yeah. So, I'm doing that. I'm doing Best of the Fest on Thursday. I'm doing a gala for uh, the, uh, I don't know, for the festival. It's at, on on Friday the 28th. Uh, but, you you know, if you go to my website judy if you go on my Instagram I every day I um, I post all right Brittany posts uh, the um, my schedule and that reminds me that I forgot to say that my podcast that kill me now is produced by Laura Vogel is uh, edited by Colin Schmailing And is marketed and also, I would say, semi-produced also. She Does Everything by Brittany Joe Sowards. There we go. So, yeah, check it out. And uh, to the woman at Beauty's restaurant, this Jewish restaurant in Montreal, who uh, sat me at a table and told me she loves my podcast, I Love You. Okay, I'm just telling you I love you. And I love all of you because you're all still listening to the end. I fucking love you people. But um, we have a lot of great episodes coming up. You're going to be really shocked when you hear who my guests are. Plus, I get to rant. And, um, yeah, I'm still here, even though I make no money from this podcast. But I love it. Uh, So, And I love you. So thank you all for listening. And I just want to say Friday night is my father, Harold Yortsite. It is uh, 33 years since my father passed away, and he was such a great guy. So I'm thinking about him this week. I think about him every day. But I'm thinking about him this week. And, um, yeah, so hold the the people you love tight, okay? Because you never know, you goddamn son of a bitch. And uh, I will... um, I'll talk to you next week and tell you how my trip out of Canada was. And as we always say, so long.